And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Real Deeds Podcast, everyone. Uh, this is not your favorite host, Kyle. And with me, I've got Carrington. Hey, hey, hey. In person. This That's the, right. The first time that we have recorded in person, and it's a little different. It is kind of weird, because yeah. I feel like I'm like on top of you almost. That is very weird. <laughs> Okay. Um, We're just very close right now. We went to the West Virginia Game Developer Expo. I don't know why I slowed down saying that, but WVGDE. That's right. Um, unfortunately, we were not able to go to two days, or both days, but we made it on Saturday um, from the time the keynote started till the end of the show, till everybody started breaking down. So, Carrington. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The keynote started out with Brad Kalin- Brad Kalinowski. Yes. Thoughts? Very. So, he talked more about. So, let's just start off with this first. He is a visual effects artist. Any big movie, probably, would you say, in the past 10 Six years? years? Yeah. yeah. Well, 10, yeah. He's probably. Back to the Matrix. Yeah. He's probably worked on it in some way, shape, or form as a visual effects artist. So he talked mostly about being a visual effects artist and how the movie industry and the gaming industry are really one and the same. So even though it didn't apply to us as a podcast directly, I still found his story and what he does still fascinating and in a way inspiring. Yeah, I could definitely see that it or feel that it was inspiring. Um he did he did work at Activision for a short period of time during the the writers strike uh in Hollywood. He he went over to Activision, worked there for a little bit, worked on uh House of Wolfenstein. Return to Return, Castle. yeah, House of Wolfenstein. That's House of the Dead and Wolfenstein mixed <laughs> together. It's a new game. Um So that that you know, he said that's pretty much all that he's worked as far as the video game industry, but it was nice hearing him, you know, he he said, you know, you do not need college degrees to start working in the industry. I found that more, I find his viewpoint more and more common in the workplace nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely feel the same about that. It's just, it's nice to know because, you know, you think big corporate companies, they're constantly looking at your degree, like how long you've been to school, how long you've been training. Well, he, you know, Brad said, the thing that he looks for the most when hiring someone new is their work. 
Is it original? Mm-hmm. Is it is it, you know, something that that individual created themselves, their own ideas, and is it good quality work? Not, you know, do they go to college for four years mm-hmm. or how much time do they spend in classes or how many, you know, cre- uh, college credits do they have? So Yeah, and he said that, you know, he sees so many bodies of work where he can tell if it was done for a school project or if it's original. And he, his advice was, sure, yeah, you have to do these assignments and everything if you're going to college. But when you go home, do something original, work on something original. Use those talents and skills, put them to use, and make something original because that's what he's looking for. And that's what a lot of places, whether it be video game uh, video game companies or Hollywood studios, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. So that was Brad um, Kalinowski. Now you can find him on Twitter at VFX Brad on Twitter. Um, again, he is the the uh, visual FX artist um, in the film industry. Uh, like I said, like Carrington said, a lot of the movies that are out today, probably without within the last ten years, you've probably seen some of his his work in some shape or form. After that, we got set up. Um, we set, we, we got our table set up, got everything, um, working. We decided to put retimed on the TV to let people play, to kind of just give them an idea of, you know, the games that we are playing and and the people that we are talking to, uh, which was exciting to see that a lot of people found that game to be fun. Yes. Yes. I felt a little bad because uh, our booth was getting crowded, yeah. taken away from everybody else. Yeah, and it wasn't even our game. Yeah, might uh, might try a different game next year. Yeah, but uh, the one of my favorite things is that we got set up across the room, the hall, I guess, uh, from Wraith Games. They were directly across from us. I went in on Sunday or uh, Friday to pick up my exhibitor badge and uh, figure out where we're setting up. And I saw them, you know, uh, set up in their corner. Uh, I had my wife and kids, so I could I couldn't really I didn't really spend a whole lot of time there. But they were crowded on Friday. I mean, there was a sea of people in front of them playing collapses. So, yeah, it was nice being being there and seeing them and uh, talking with them. Um, I think I really think that was one of my favorite things of the expo was playing. Collapses because uh, Carrington, your interview with with uh, Stephen Jay released earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go check out their studio, mm-hmm. and uh, I've heard so much about this non-addictive game called Collapses. Uh, I've been itching to play it. And I finally had to, had a chance to play it, and I gotta say, it's gonna be a hit. I think I think a lot of people are gonna find this game really fun, and uh, you you can hear. Um, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Carrington, okay. what was your favorite part? So my favorite part was meeting and playing uh, stuff from Lasso Games. So me and Jack have been talking a little bit uh, for the past, I don't know, six months or so. Because um, I briefly was handling their social media stuff, but I just did not have the time to take care of it. But So Jack and I... Uh, have become somewhat acquaintances, I guess you could say. So we got to finally meet each other in person for the first time yesterday. And playing Mini Law was a real treat. Uh, that game, you can tell, uh, that's their baby right now. And it's almost done. And it's, I gotta say, it's top notch. 
a lot of fun. Oh, it's incredibly fun yeah. and addicting. And, and the controls were a little weird, but I was able to get used to them. It took me about five minutes or so, and Jack was like, you're one of the quickest people I've seen to take <laughs> on the controls. Because, I mean, there, there, there is even, like, a cover system. It's a 2D game where you're uh, kind of like a robo-cop kind of thing. Um, and there's a cover system to it, which isn't normal in mm. 2D games, 2D shooters. Yeah, I got to um, briefly check out their games. I know last year at Power Up Con here in Huntington, they were set up as well. And uh, uh, I got to play um, uh, Leventary. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Yes. Sorry, Jack, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy name to pronounce. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty cool. I, I wish I had time to uh, play Mini Law. But I feel like the day just flew by. It really did. Um, we so we set up. We set up uh, on one side of the table. Retimed on on the TV. The other side of the table. We set up our podcast. So we had two microphones going, and we had the laptop going. And uh, uh, Carrington kind of scouted out different games first. And then he came back, and then I went out. And uh, you know, before you know it, you're already spending an hour playing a couple different games, and mm-hmm. and we also wanted to make sure that we were able to talk to some of the devs, um, some of the students here at Marshall University that that are part of the um, uh, CIT program and the the uh, game creating, uh, uh, I think is the Marshall University Gamers Guild, um, which we did. We talked to them. We mm-hmm. talked to uh, a few different people. Um, Wraith Games came over, Steve and Jay. Yep. Which, uh, that was cool seeing. I've met Jay in person before, but that was the first time I've seen Steve. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm going to apologize. Um, I did mess up the audio just a little bit. So it kind of flickers back and forth um, uh, on the audio for about the first two minutes. And then eventually uh, I figured out what was wrong and, and fixed the mics. But I. You can still hear what they say. You can hear everything. It's just not the best quality. Um, so just apologize to you guys. We'll get this right one of these <laughs> times. Um, and then who else? We talked to. We did talk to Jack Daniels of Lasso Games. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talked about Mini Law. Um, and we talked to the Marshall students mm-hmm. um, about their projects and their program there. Uh, um, and then I think probably one of the biggest surprise was. Connor Rush of Fire Games. Um, he is 17. He's been working on making games since he was 11. Yeah. And uh, he was so kind enough to give us a copy of his game, Dreamscape, uh, which we will be playing and reviewing over the next few weeks. Um, but yeah. So. He was a real treat, I have to say, because talking to him, he just came over to our booth, started talking, because he wasn't an exhibitor. Like the other MD Studios was. Yeah. He was just there. He had a batch that said attendee. And I had no idea until he brought it up. And then, boom, I was like, dude, you need to sit down. Yeah. Let's record right now. Yeah. It was uh, very, he was very, very professional um, for someone so young that's doing this. So, again, um, thank you to, to Josh, um, who is running like a madman around, <laughs> uh, around the hall. Um, thank you. To everyone else that came at the booth and, and saw us, um, thank you for making the games that you make. Um, hopefully we will be there again next year. And 
we would like to talk to even more of you. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt like we interviewed a few people towards the end of the day. It'd be nice if we could get, you know, just a steady just crowd going throughout the day. Um, so, yeah. So keep listening to the audio here. Uh, we're going to have um, Connor. And then we're going to have, uh, let's see, Connor. We're just doing the order that it was done. Connor, Wraith Games will be after him. And then you, you hear the, um, the, Marshall uh, students. the Marshall students. And then also um, Jack. Jack. Yes. Thank you, Carrington. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's it. Do you have anything else that you want to say before we shut this thing off? Keep making games, everybody. We love playing your stuff. And uh, hopefully those of you out there who are listening keep making stuff so that we, when we do these conventions circuit stuff, we can see what's what's up and coming because it's really encouraging to see what, what local communities are coming up with. And we're going to try and do better with the convention circuit next year. Yes. And that's about it. That's about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, everyone, enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. I'm your favorite host, Carrington, and I'm also here. I'm here with Kyle also. (laughs) And we are actually at the West Virginia Game Developers Expo, and we actually have here Connor from Fire Games. Connor, how are you today? I'm doing great. Absolutely fantastic. Awesome. So you said something very interesting a second ago. You said you've been making games since you were 12? About. Yeah? Um, Approximately. Uh, I made a few small Things never got published when I was about 11, 12. Uh, I taught myself to code through forums and junk. I uh, released my first game when I was about 14 as a school project. That is awesome. What, can you, what was that first project? What was it uh, exactly? All right, so we were going to do this like game development competition for middle school to high school. Um, and we worked on it for about five or six months, just me and another friend. And uh, it's called Into the Unknown. It's not great, but it was. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere, right? It was definitely a learning experience. Yeah. Uh, I was learning to code at the time too. Uh, it's on Steam. It's free to play. It's about fifteen minutes. Oh, that's not um, bad. I voice acted in it, <laughs> which is always, you know, it's always special. But you're a one man band at the time, basically, right? Basically, yeah. Are you still a one man band, or is it just I'm you? I'm still one man, just making games, doing it for fun, working from my house in my room. And so you said you brought a game here today. Um, yeah, I'm not exhibiting or anything, but okay. anyone I get a chance to talk to, I'm kind of doing some shameless plugs here and there to network. Uh, it's called Welcome to the Dreamscape. It's also on Steam, uh, $4.99. Um, basically, you play as this person that went through an event that was so traumatic that their brain wiped it and you can't remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go to this experimental therapy clinic that puts you to sleep and then analyzes your dreams through computer simulations. It's a first-person puzzle narrative. Um People have described it, who've played it, as kind of Portal meets the Stanley Parable. Okay, very nice. I love way. both those games. Um, it's sort of walking simulation-ish, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a lot more gameplay there's involved. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, yeah, I hate I hate the title. I love right. the games, but I hate the title. I know what um, you mean. But there's a lot more gameplay involved. There's combat. There's puzzle solving. Uh, the company I go under is called Fire Games, spelled with a Y, uh, which is actually an acronym. We're fairly local. It stands for Fairmont Youth Reinventing Entertainment. Oh, very nice. Okay. Yeah. 
So being so, you said we. Is there someone else that helps you, assists you at all? Any, or is it just you? Um, so for the most part, it's just me. But mm -hmm. I consider anyone who helps with a given project part of Fire Games for that given project. So if I were to message one of my friends and say, "Hey, I need a cover art drawn for this game," they would be part of Fire Games for that game, um, and I consider them part of Fire Games. Oh, very nice. So, are you having any projects coming out soon, or are you working on anything right now? I am currently working on one game. Um, nothing's too public about it yet. Okay. I'm s my most personal and ambitious project, I would say, uh, I'm calling it Project Blacklight at the moment. Um, yeah, it's definitely going in a more artistic direction, more of the story-driven, abstract nature of some art games. Okay. Very nice. And you have, do you have a, where can people find you if they want to look out, check out uh, any of your games or any updates? Are you on social media at all? Yeah, so I have a Twitter at FireGamesReal. Uh, my website is FireGames.com. Again, it's all spelled with a Y, F-Y-R-E. Um, on, I'm on Steam, Itch.io, Game Jolt. Just search FireGames. My game should come up. Very nice. We will have to check it out. We will love to contact you. Maybe even have uh, you on again and maybe review some of your oh, games. I would love that. That would be fantastic. Thank you for having me, by the way. Oh, Connor, it's been it's a been pleasure. A, it's been amazing. You have a good day. You too. I'm here with Steven, Steven from Wraith Games, which you guys have heard on the show once before, way back when in March. Steve, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm a little rough. It's the second day. I've been on my feet all day. I just ate lunch uh, at, what was it, like 2.30? 2, it was pretty late, yeah. Like 1 or 2 o'clock, something like that. But uh, it's been good. I feel, feel good. And we've been standing for the past hour while Jay, as he walks up, <laughs> he just did a panel. Yeah. Right. That was quick. Yes. Well, it took three minutes. You can sit in the middle if you want. I'll just turn the volume. Yeah. And we are in the middle of, of uh, which you guys have heard Jay before as well, back way back when. I, I looked up, it was back in March. Hey, go ahead, grab a chair. Grab a chair. Grab a chair. Because I've got news for you, Jay, and I want to get your reaction live. <laughs> so, Jay, I told Steve this already. But according to our stats, your interview is in at least our top five as oh, far as hits. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty exciting news. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I can't thank you guys enough for coming on the show, and, and, and people seem to enjoy it. Hey, anytime you ask, we will be on your show. Just like right now. Exactly. <laughs> it happened on accident. I walked by, and they're like, you're going to sit down. I was like, Exactly. Well, I, I, I knew you guys were coming in, uh, and I wanted to make sure that, like, we at least got to catch up. But that's why I was like, oh, when are you, when are you guys going to, like, how late are you going to be here? Because, unfortunately, my schedule is super crunched. Fair enough. You did a good job, by the way, on the panel. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. It was very informative. He's got a t-shirt that says he's always busy forever. <laughs> Every event, he's, like, always getting pulled away or kidnapped. Yeah. Not cool. He's the face of the organization, right? I don't want him. <laughs> I want Yorick, the little skull logo, to be the face of the organization. I prefer that, too. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't want his face on a t-shirt. No, that'd be bad. So I, I do have a quick question for you guys. And it's a question I'm sure that you guys hear every day, all day. When's Collapse is coming out? <laughs> so we are tentatively mm -hmm. ring of 2019, uh, we are trying our very darndest to get our build to the publisher by Thanksgiving. 
Now, we can't guarantee anything, but I will say, fingers will be broken by, like, someone's breaking someone's fingers <laughs> if it's if it's not out by then, so. Uh-oh. It took a dark turn. I thought you said, fingers will be crossed. <laughs> I guess if they're broken, they're crossed. Well, it's, it's like it's like cross your fingers and break a leg at the same time, yeah, except that I'm going to be breaking someone's fingers. Break your fingers. <laughs> And I will say, Steve, because Steve did show off the, that build you guys have on the console mm -hmm. or with the controllers, and I have to say the multiplayer, I, lo I love it. It, like, changes oh, so that much. Is, that's up to eight players, local and online, so which has been insane, and that's why it's actually the delay's been happening is because it's just taking so long <laughs> to get it done. And I have to say, for everyone out there listening, Collapses is worth it, and the hype for me is just, like, growing. Well, I'd, I'd said this at a few panels, and I've, I've said this elsewhere, too, but um, so I started doing um, once a week, uh, one class a day teaching game design in, at a high school level. Mm -hmm. I walked in, and I was doing a Q&A with the students and everything, and I've not mentioned Collapses up at this point. One of these, this, like, 12-year-old girl, she raises her hand, and um, she, she says... So when's Collapses coming out? So apparently, like, she had been following us on social media. Um, and then also I happened to take a leisure trip, like a vacation uh, to Germany. And apparently we have German fans. So oh. I, was, I was asked about it there, too. So that's Got to be mind-blowing, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it's spreading because now I'm getting hassled. Yeah. <laughs> Tell that story. Yeah. Oh, Please so do. Like, I guess my sister's boyfriend has a friend that worked at a GameStop. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, Wraith Games. I didn't know your brother was part of that. When's Collapses coming out? I'm like, wait, what? No, that's not, I'm not the guy to say that to. So I should ask Jay that, not not you, Steve. No, uh, you can ask both of us now. I, I okay. want everyone at the studio to be hassled, because then if they understand the pain that I feel every day, maybe they'll work on it faster. So everyone just tweet at Wraith Games. When's Collapses coming out? <laughs> oh, uh, if you can get that trending, like when's hashtag collapses coming out, that yeah. would be, oh, that'd be nice. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for coming on, and it's Absolutely. been a blast. So what's your, your guys' experience like here at the West Virginia Game Developers Expo? Because we weren't here yesterday, but I hear it was like... Oh, it's it was been very nice. Yeah. It's been very nice. Yesterday was packed. It was one of those days where uh, we, we put up the booth, and like you cannot see the booth from outside of our booth. Like our whole table was obscured by people, uh, and we didn't catch a break. I didn't eat lunch. Uh, lunch is very important to me. Yes. Uh, we uh, like ah, I just lost my my words for a second, but um, we didn't catch a break until like the very end, and like. We always get invited out to like, oh, you want to go to this bar afterwards? And we're like, no, sleep. <laughs> I was going to say, I was only here for about 15 minutes yesterday. And I wanted to stop by and say hi to you guys. I could not because there's a sea of people in front of the tables here. So so it seems like you guys are doing super, super good. So, uh, well, notice how the tables are in an L shape. Yeah. Um, so what ended up happening is when we went to PAX East, um, there were so many people lined up to play the game, it caused a fire hazard, and PAX staff had to come in and stop it. Um, <laughs> and so we decided to experiment with the L-shaped booth yeah. because we're like, it'll give people more space little, so yeah. they don't You're crowd. thinking about people's safety first. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Sorry. That's all right. No, it's all good. <laughs> so we've got 100% more table. But it still gets crowded. Yeah. So. I mean, like, it's good. That's a good problem, maybe, to have. And we saw the keynote speaker, Brad, earlier today. He mm -hmm. was actually playing Collapses. I was like, oh, look at him. And he looked like he was enjoying himself. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. He was real into it. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it was, uh, 
I, I feel like the more people that needs to know about collapses because it is it's something special. I've not been by the booth as much as I want to because I'm just giving talk. I'm giving six talks uh, during the course of this event, and this is finally I'm about to go to my last one, and it is. Oh, booth time would have been nice. I say take a, take a deep breath. It's almost over, and then the long drive home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for coming on. Like Hope I to said, see more of you guys. Time. Oh. It's been a pleasure, as always. I was just going to say, uh, if you want to follow up with Wraith Games, you know, follow us on Twitter, at Wraith Games. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, am I missing one? Face- Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, still on Google Plus. We're, we're, oh, yeah, for another we're, what year? <laughs> another week. I, probably, oh, this is, I, can't, I know that I know Google announced an ending. I just can't remember when. We're hoping to get more active on uh, YouTube here with some like real like produced content, some skits and stuff. So uh, stay tuned. Oh, I'm staying tuned. Absolutely. (laughs) Once again at the West Virginia Game Developers Expo, and with me I have, I'm sorry, I did not get your guys' names. Uh, I am Christopher Constantino, and this is... I'm Isaac Bennett. I'm Anthony Brown. And you guys are, could you guys state what you, what you guys are doing here? What's up? Because when you guys noticed or when you guys mentioned you went to a certain school, if you could mention what you guys do there, that would be awesome. Uh, we all attend Marshall University. We are in the CIT department working in game and simulation development. This is our junior year, and we are uh, here at um, the West Virginia Game Dev Expo to show off our game dev game and then Isaac also has one of his games that he made in class. Guys, yeah, definitely talk about your projects here. Yeah, our, our friend Tim is also here of his uh, senior, pro- one of his senior project yeah. games. Just want to give a shout out to him. He's fantastic. Um, our two games that we have with us today that are um, our shared projects. So I've got my own project, which mm-hmm. was done in the, over the past couple weeks for um, our main first like real uni game development course that we've been working on. But the other game that we have here that we're all three here together for is um, this past weekend, the Marshall Game Design Guild that is our game design class club on campus had a, a spoopy uh, game jam for Halloween where we all got together for the weekend and did a 42-hour game jam. Uh, in reality, it was something more like 14 hours because we were doing it on a work schedule and we were being reasonable about crunch. Uh, right. So we created a game that was a uni 3D project that was kind of a slender-based type kind of game. Just a oh, simple, nice. simple, simple horror kind of idea just because we were all learning uni 3D. We were all trying to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Like this first semester, we've only been working with uni 2D. We've only not done anything in uni 3D at all mm-hmm. yet. So, this was, so it was a crazy project for all of us because we were getting into that right away. Uh, we had two other people work with us, uh, Skyler, Skyler and Jensen. Skyler and Jensen, and uh, shout out to them. Yes, yeah, shout out to them. But <laughs> Skyler worked with Unity 3D of like three years ago, so he was kind of our person working with the train and like everything there. Isaac was working more with the um, monster AI and uh, following the player and detecting the player. I was working on. Um, scripts like a cutscene, picking up items, mm-hmm. getting through walls and stuff like that. And Anthony and uh, Skyler were working on uh, audio, actually. Gotcha. And so, is, that, uh, is it Antonio? Anthony. 
Anthony, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. So you were working with the AI on the project? I was working with the music and music, sound sorry. for it. Oh, very nice, because uh, Kyle and I are both music guys. So what was that like? Um, it was really nice and interesting, especially since like some of the voices that are in the game were actually voiced by our friend Skylar. Mm -hmm. uh, and we tried to keep it towards like a radio chiptune type oh, of style. Nice. So that way, uh, for the car scene, you could be your car radio, and you'd be hearing his voice that he recorded. And um, it was just really, it was really fun and interesting because I'm always like behind the screen programming and coding and such, but mm -hmm. just to like have to splice and use voices and sounds as well and Audacity was really nice to use for the first time in a while. So it was really an interesting part of the project. Very cool, very cool. And what did you do on the project again? Um, I did the AI uh, navigation, yeah, yeah. nav okay. meshing and stuff, also working with the monster uh, modeling kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I'd worked with anything 3D and the first time I've worked with AI at all. So that was a crash course, like banging my head against the wall trying to figure out how does navigation work in Unity? <laughs> That's a real big challenge, honestly. It's 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 a wild project that we are not going to get into at all. So it was super far ahead of whatever we were doing, got to be doing originally. So it was really tough, but we got something done like it, it's not polished because it's a game jam game but right. it, we did something and that mm -hmm. was that's why we brought it because we we did something we learned how to do stuff was the important bit oh for sure like that's the important bit about all of game jam kind of stuff there's the train jam that i've heard about now like there's so many game jams that people are learning from not necessarily just creating a project from like it's not the point of game jam is to make a project but the a game jam is also a place to like concentrate and focus your learning efforts like you don't have to just necessarily be making a finished product you can be learning through that process and if you, as long as you got something from that game jam that's all right right you know? yeah and uh just real quick on the a because uh, i tried making a game once me and a friend of mine mm -hmm. and the hardest thing to do was develop ai and right because it's really hard to just tell a computer to say hey this is where the player is but you don't know that yet so was that a challenge for you as well to not let the ai not actually know everything yeah that's one that's one of the things that um can be uh interesting with uh uni 3d versus uni 2d is that in uni 2d i actually found it i've actually found it to be a lot harder to deal with that because um in uni 3d there is nav meshing upon terrain and there's all these stuff that are pre-built assets and pre-built like programs that make that process easier and in 2D, that becomes so much more difficult because you don't have any of that and it becomes a lot more of a hard-coded process. In uh, Unity 3D, uh, the basic process was like have a collider, which is like a little invisible box, think of a spotlight, um, which is literally what we had actually, it's a light. Um, and that would, when you would it see the player, it would create like a bookmark mm -hmm. that the nav, that the AI would then follow towards. And if the player got out of the uh, monsters, like hypothetical line of sight, it would continue going to that point, and then it would lose track of the player technically. It wouldn't have another bookmark because mm -hmm. you hadn't made another bookmark, and then it would have to look around. So while it's an idea of like trying to keep tabs like in a choose your own adventure book, you like have those tabs, you have your fingers in, and as you keep on moving forward, you keep on losing those fingers, and then eventually you run out of fingers and you have to figure out where you're at again, mm -hmm. and then kind of works like that. Weird metaphor, but <laughs> it's in the moment. Whatever. It works. Yeah, it still it's works. Whatever. So are you guys... Are 
Is it possible for anyone to find your guys' project anywhere at the moment? Actually, yes. Um, my project is nowhere because whatever is not <laughs> nowhere near done. Uh, but the game, but the game jam project, along with the other games that our uh, game guild made, there were about like four or five different teams or solo projects that got made at the same time, and that's all up on our game guild's itch page. I don't remember what the itch page is at this moment. It's something like at mugameguild.itch.io I think is the one. Okay. And if not, our game guild's tag is at mugameguild, I believe. And that's our Twitter handle, and I believe the itch.io page is from there, where we have posted the Game Jam page. And all of the stuff that was in this past Game Jam was in there. Okay. So, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Do you have something to say real quick? Yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, uh, expanding on, like, the AI thing, I was like, uh, since I was working on the cutscene, I had to figure out how to make that work. And yeah. So what was it like making a, a cutscene? Because technically, it's, I mean, it's, you're not playing the game at that point. You're watching a movie. So what, what, well, was there, what were the challenges with that? I feel like the challenges with that was figuring out how to make the player move, but having them not, like, really doing anything. And... We used the uh, we used the vector three, and we had to figure out where the locations were, and just mm -hmm. make it just continuously move in a direction, and that's it. And then make a trigger so that when that player object finally entered this zone, cut to black, and then load a new scene. Right. So we also had to figure out a creative way to segue that into the actual game. So mm -hmm. we did a like a voiceover on like the car's radio feed. Yeah, because like. We already had a few, um, like Skyler and Anthony, working on like the like main announcers. So uh, they asked me to um, do a voiceover for like the radio guy, and I did that. <laughs> and then after we got that timed and like put into the game, we figured out how long it would take for that intro sequence to play out, and then put our trigger right at the end of it, mm -hmm. so that right after uh, my voiceover was done, the car would crash and then the game would start that's actually really cool i was gonna say uh probably one of my favorite parts about like this whole entire game jam is just like you know everything obviously doesn't come together on the very first try when you're first doing things about it and um it's kind of different when it comes to, like between editing with coding and editing with like sounds and voices so when we were first recording chris's uh takes for the radios it was uh really fun because we also did like some extra stuff that we obviously didn't put in the game just because it, it didn't fit with it. We were just messing around. But uh, it was really cool to finally see it come to all together at the very end. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like pretty much how exactly we wanted it to, to as well. And I think it really fit well with the game that we were doing. And I can't say because uh, my brother and myself um, have tried doing like an audio drama kind of thing and the stuff that Audacity does can actually be very powerful for a free program so this, the fact you're able to use it and still use it within a video game I think is also very impressive so uh, where can we guys uh, for all our listeners that might be listening out there where can they, they find you guys again just uh, as a reiterate real quick you can find well to plug our game our game guild game guild is mm -hmm. at mu game guild on twitter i am at dr underscore octavius that's a full d-o-c-t-o-r dr octavius on twitter um chris uh i don't actually have any form of social media <laughs> i like to stay off the grid but uh, my email address is f-e-t f-e-t-1 at gmail.com so if you ever wanted to contact me for some reason, I'm there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and Anthony? Um, I don't really post or talk much on my Twitter, 
but uh, I am a lot active on Discord, and I do like to stream every so often. I, I don't really have a set, like a set schedule, but I do like to stream whatever I find and whatever I have so on your Discord. Twitch, then? Uh, my Twitch is actually Watch a Turret. It's I believe it's just Watch a Turret, uh, no spaces, and my Discord is. Oh, uh, it's H W A C H T U R R E T, and Discord is Huacha Space Turret with capital H and capital T, hashtag nine six five zero. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you guys so much. By the way, oh, this is anytime. awesome. Like, like just being able to like talk about what we've been doing is really cool. Like we don't have much to show, but like mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully this is a snapshot of what we've actually done. So like next year and the year after that and the year after that, we get to show more and more. So oh, for sure. I used yeah. to be a student back in the day, so I know what it's like when uh, you do something and it can be exciting to talk about. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much. Oh, no problem. Hey, 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 it's Carrington, and I'm here with Jack, Jack Daniels from Lasso Games. Jack, how are you? Doing all right. Very nice. We are at the West Virginia Game Developers Expo. So I did get a chance to play Mini Law, Good. which is fantastic, by and the you way. You were doing great at it, too. <laughs> thank and like you. A lot of people uh, don't pick up on it as quickly as you did. Pretty impressed. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I just It just seemed natural. I had to look at the control scheme like really quick, but then after that, I feel like yeah. I got it. Can you tell us what uh, Mini Law is about really quick? Yeah, so Mini Law is uh, futuristic, sci-fi, cyberpunk. Uh, Judge Dredd meets RoboCop is how I like to describe Meets 1984. Okay. So you got a you got a dystopian future, small little city. Uh, you're a cop, um, a constable, or an officer, depending on how you... Uh, your difficulty settings. But yeah, you, you go around from block to block in New Babel looking for crimes in progress. Uh, you deploy from your floating car, and then you beat up the bad guys hopefully find the, uh, the special target and apprehend them alive but you know sometimes you got to take forces in your own hands exactly i think i killed one of the special targets when i first started <laughs> playing because it said mission fail i'm like wait yeah, what yeah, and the arbiter like gets onto you you get a nasty beaver message and all that stuff yeah it's pretty cool and then you also have guys have another game like it's like a pirate type game correct yeah yeah Leventera. that was our first one that we started on we, which we started on both of those at the same time pretty much but uh Leventera is like a it's sort of like castlevania 2 uh meets sid meyer's pirates it's nes era uh, NES style platformer mm -hmm. um, it's got some RPG elements got some crew management elements there's like two phases of the game the platformer and then the top down pirate ship uh, ship to ship combat type of thing but yeah it's uh, it's got a lot of cool stuff in it pirates and magic and and uh Platforming, yeah, yeah, rad stuff. All the cool stuff, yeah. yeah. All the other cool stuff besides futuristic cop stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> so what has been your guys' experience like uh, so far here at the, the expo? It's a pretty good show. I mean, I, we had a little bit more foot traffic yesterday than today, but uh, the panel was cool, and people asked a lot of really good questions with that, so I was really glad to be a part of that. Um, but, yeah, it's been great. They've taken care of the exhibitors very well. It's been a pretty good turnout in terms of devs, and few professional devs here that I hadn't met and that was good opportunity. It's yeah. it pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. I, we were upset that we weren't here yesterday because I, I heard the keynote speaker was fantastic yesterday. Yeah, yeah, she did a great job and it was really cool hearing a perspective of uh, somebody who works in a AAA game studio mm -hmm. and because uh, uh, you know, we got a lot of people that hear a lot from indie devs and, and they get inspired by indie devs and I, I think that's really cool but it's really cool to hear something from somebody with a little bit more realistic perspective. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. I think I left my coke over there too. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say it's been a, it's been a great seeing all these 
people like such as yourself because we have talked before and just met just over the internet but haven't mm, yeah. just cool to finally get to meet you yeah, in yeah, person yeah. and get to play the game that you guys have been making also that's why we got to keep doing more of these events man we got to get got to get out and meet each other and you know network and all this stuff because it's i mean it's yeah i mean it's in this area too is starting to it's starting to finally get a scene you know for indie devs and game development in general so hopefully you know we can continue to grow that in this region and make it you know more of a a viable thing for people to look at for for jobs and entrepreneurship oh, yeah. etc for sure and i think you guys have a couple hits on your hand as well oh, thank you very welcome and where can people find you so we can follow and Oh, Watch yeah. out for the release of these games because they're so, not technically out yet, right? Yeah, uh, Mini Law and, and, and Leventera are both available for purchase on Steam Early Access. Uh, Le and Mini Law is almost finished, so it'll probably be released um, the beginning of the year or so, if I had to guess, but we still haven't announced a release date on it. Mm -hmm. um, Leventera is in Early Access now. I don't know when it's going to be finished. <laughs> <laughs> so we focused all of our efforts on Mini Law, so we're trying to, to finish our closest project first. But yeah, you can look those up Mini Law, Ministry of Law, or Leventera, Tale of the Winds, or you can just search Lasso Games on Steam and uh, find our publisher page and download our, our products for uh, PC. Oh, very nice. And what's uh, your guys' social media stuff to follow you on? Uh, if you guys have yeah, those? Facebook page is Lasso Games, all one word, and uh, Twitter is Lasso underscore Games. And um, then we have we have pages for the individual games too. That's Lasso Leventera and Lasso, Lasso Mini Law. It's the same Twitter and Facebook. But uh, yeah, you follow the game page. You know, we we uh, or the the studio page. We try to keep it up to date on what we're doing, and we reshare all the stuff from our game pages too. So, definitely, definitely encourage you guys to follow us on social media because it, you know, even if you can't buy the games, it's definitely the like a, the best way to support us um, and to show us your support. Just by building a following and sharing our content. For sure, for sure, Jack. Thank you very much. Hey, for I appreciate on. your time. Nice see you meeting you in person. Yeah, finally. <laughs> As always, have a rad day.
Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.